Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And honestly, it's an absolute honor to have this magnificent mullet. You know, it's 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 feathered. It's 1980s style. It's not just you know shaved and then mullet. It's a it's a work of art. His name is Blake Wallace. He played for Lee Centurions. No, not Lee. Bloody brain farting hard. He currently plays for Lee Centurions, but he played for Toronto in the Super League. Thanks for joining us today and how's it going? This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer and they are the NRL collector's choice. From box breaks to individual cards, they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year. Be sure to get all of your NRL trading card needs at Gold Coast Trading Cards. Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I love chatting with players. Obviously, that's why I did the potty, but definitely, definitely keen to talk with you. Let's start off with the mullet. How did it, what was the decision behind it? Because you didn't have it when you were at Toronto. So what was the des- the deciding factor to get the Malay, as they say? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I um, I, I probably just, with, with how um, lockdown and quarantine went last year, it ended up, my hair's pretty thick and it just, it grows pretty quickly. So it started growing and then, um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to rock a mullet here and I've just kind of run with it now. So it's, I think it's going to be sticking around for, the rest of the year that's for sure well it, it would honestly be an atrocity if you got rid of it that like so <laughs> soon because I, I was watching um the super league this weekend every game and i was captivated by your mullet and i was watching the game with my mate oliver who's interviewed you previously he works for rugby league in my opinion and everything rugby league yeah, um, yeah. and he was like oh that's blake wallace he's an aussie i was like oh of course it's an aussie toting a mullet in the Super League. So I'm like, i got to get on to him and get him on the potty. So, again, it, it's a great mullet. So, cheers to the mullet. Um, what's the season build-up so far with 2021? It's been round one, one and done. Um, you know, compared to, obviously, the tumultuous BS of last year and the season, um, how have you yeah. and Lee been going for that so far this year? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, it's been a bit of a, a different kind of pre-season. We... Um, you know, we, we sort of come together just before Christmas with the, the late start and, um, you know, the restrictions behind sort of what you can and can't do. So, um, you know, it, it felt like the preseason had dragged out um, longer than what it was it normally feels like. But yeah. it's good. You know, we're back we're back in playing games now and, um, you know, we're just looking to put our best foot forward and, and compete week to week. Yeah, exactly. Um, and well, you guys really put the foot on. Unfortunately, coming away with the loss, but it, it was a statement, you know, Hull, it was basically telling, I think it was against Hull. It was, hey guys, we're here. We're, it was Wigan, sorry. Sorry Wigan, yeah. to, yeah. So you guys put 18 unanswered points on them before they even scored, which for a team that's been reinstituted, you could say re-implemented back into the Super League, it's an amazing effort on, on you and the team's behalf. So you should be very proud of yourselves. How are you guys um, training and leading into this week coming up? Yeah, good. You know, we... Um we were a bit disappointed not to come away with the two points there last week. Um, I think it just shows, you know, we've got to be able to put teams away when we're, you know, we've got a lead like that. And, um, you know, letting them in, scoring two tries before halftime didn't help our cause. But, you know, we'll fix them things up this week and, um, you know, we're ready to go come Friday. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, now let's touch a little bit on your grassroots. You are, as we mentioned, an Aussie, and you're from a little town called Dapto in the Wollongong area. Um, first of all, yeah. what team did you grow up following, and what was it like, you know, playing rugby league? And you know, I'm guessing the Illawarra type comp down in Dapto. Yeah, um, so I grew up like supporting the Steelers. Yeah, big Steelers fan, and then they merged with St George, and I kind of just went, I, I kind of went off them a little bit, just because like I didn't feel like the like I was only a kid, but I just there wasn't for me that there, there wasn't enough recognition of the Steelers. No, uh, there wasn't, and there still isn't. You know, stuff like yeah, you know, they 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 still run the the Red V and the the Dragons logo and stuff like that. But um, I remember watching a City Country game and Brent Sherman was playing for City. Yeah, and I just I just loved the way he played, and I kind of just from that point I followed him, and like he was my favorite player. So you would have gravitated uh, towards kinda, the Bulldogs after that, I'd I, say. I, I, gravi- I gravitated towards the Doggies, but you know, in more recent years, I, um, you know, back on the Dragons and back where I'm from. So, yeah, but yeah, Brent Sherwin, he was the man. He was the man. Well, he helped lead them or was part of the, you know, team that won the 04 Grand Final. Um, you then played for a bit uh, as a, you could say, junior but senior at the same time in the Q Cup for the Central Queensland Capras. What was it like, you know, making the move up to there and playing footy up there? Yeah, it was good. Um, my old man's from up there. So yep. he, um, you know, I didn't really didn't really get up there much as a kid. was always kind of, you know, down, down in Wollongong and Dapdale and stuff like that. So... It was an opportunity for me to go up there and meet, you know, that side of the family and, you know, just just get away. I was like, there was nothing really happening for me in Dapto. Um, yeah. There was, I wasn't playing 20s. I couldn't get a look in there. So I just thought, you know what, I might as well go up north. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I spent two, two and a half years up there and it, it, uh, it didn't go probably the way I wanted it to go. Like I was a bit inconsistent with my footy and, um, was kind of in and out of that Capra's team um, for the time that I was there. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I, I love my time up there. You know, i gotta, I got to meet my family and um, just just got to grow up as well. You, you know, I was 19 when I left home and don't think I ever knew how to cook. So you had to learn pretty quickly um, about life and, and just sort of, you know, the little day-to-day things and stuff like that, being away from family and, and dealing with that. So... Um, I enjoyed it. I loved my time up there, and um, my, old, my old man's actually moved back there in recent oh, wow. years. So, yep, yeah, I still I still get back up there and, and see him and and stuff when I'm back home. So, yeah, no, it's a good place. That's awesome. Um, and as you just mentioned, you know, you didn't really know, for lack of a better term, shit from shoe polish before you moved up there, and now. You, you actually just recently got married last year. What was that like going from, you know, like you could say country nothings, you know, not knowing how to cook for yourself to being a married man sort of thing? How's that going? Yeah, no, it's good. Um, you know, I I probably didn't think I'd ever see the day. I just, I was always, um, always prioritised my footy over relationships and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I met, I met my wife in Canada and mm-hmm. um, as they say, when, you know, when, when it's the one, it's the one. So I um, yeah, took a knee and uh, here, and here we are. So it's it's going strong. She she come over to the UK with me. So she's she's over here now with me. And um, you know we did the long distance a little bit. You know when I was still at Toronto and it that was yep. hard, but it's just good to sort of have as a in bit like of a when you were playing in now. England for in the Super League, she'd stay in yeah, in, in yeah. Canada. Yeah, so you were, we were kind of back and forward. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm 
you know, I'm real happy that we're we're in a position now where we can build something together and not have to, you know, be on the other sides of the the pond. So. Yeah, no. Well, congrats on that. Um, and obviously, as as you mentioned, you were you know kid from you know country area Dapto, then went up to the Capras, and then you made your you could say professional football, professional rugby league, you know, debut over in Canada for the Toronto Wolfpack. What was it like, first of all, getting the call up, you know, finding out they're interested in you and all that, and you know, making that you know switch from you could say semi pro in general to the in the leagues you played here to to, you know, yeah. Toronto. Yeah, it was, um, so I still remember the, I still remember how it all came about. Like, um, I was working for Shane Millard, Billy Millard. He used to, um, he played a bit of Super League, played, and he played for the Roosters and the yep. Dragons too. He was my boss and um, I was working for him in Wollongong and uh, while I was playing New South Wales Cup with the Cutters. Cutters, yep, Illawarra Cutters, yep. Yeah, back in 2016. So he, we're at work and he was like, we just got talking and he goes, oh, there's this team starting out in Toronto. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Eh? And he, we just got talking about it. I go, that'd be pretty good. Eh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he said, would you do it? And I was like, well, yeah, I've got nothing going here. Like, Why and not? at that point, you know, I, I was still just didn't have a manager. I like, didn't have anything like that. So I was just chipping away in New South Wales Cup. And I was like, you know what? Why not? And he he rang me back um, a few days later and he said, I've got your two-year deal if you want. And wow. I was like, so, and I went in to work and he sort of like, we had the contract there and we looked over it and, um, you know, he put his, he put his sort of, he put his neck out on the line for, for me and um, it kind of, from that, I signed it. I said, yeah, why not? And like sent them um, some highlights of me playing like New South Wales Cup. And, yeah, so they knew what uh, you were capable it, of sort of thing. So they knew they weren't yeah, signing a yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, it kind of just snowballed from there and um, I had to keep it under wraps for uh, quite a while. Like I probably mm. probably signed the contract in like, like May of 2016. So I had to keep it under wraps until they announced it and they didn't announce it till like probably like September, October. Oh, you would have been like, itching to tell everyone. I was just, yeah, it was just, it was hard. And then obviously I told my family and that, but I, like they didn't know much. And then to be honest, I didn't know much. I'd spoke to um, the coach at the time and, um, you know, he like, he, we had a few chats, but even, um, even up until like when I was leaving, I was working at Sydney airport and I was doing yep. night shift. And I remember I finished work on a Tuesday morning and I had an email with my flight itinerary to fly out on that Sunday. Oh. So I was like, all right, this is actually happening. And it's yeah, happening it's like, it's, it's, so, yeah, wow. Yeah. And um, so I rang my boss and he knew, like, he knew it was coming. Um, and he just said, yeah, all good. Um, he said, just don't like, just that, that's your last shift. He said, I'll get, you know, I'll get someone to cover you. And he said, just go and um, do what you've got to do before you go over. So, um, you know, I'm grateful for him to, to put you know himself out there and you know take a chance on me and I'm grateful for Toronto for you know having the um, I guess the guts to to take a chance on me as well because they wouldn't have known much about me and um, you know they they would have wanted to put the you know the best team on the park so I'm uh, yeah. I'm just grateful all around and I'm grateful I get to live my dream. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, that's an amazing story. Um, and speaking of you know you were there part of the you know the 
Toronto Wolfpack, you know, beginnings. Another, um, you could say, Ill, um, Illawarra comp beginner got his start there. Ashton Sims was also part of the, you know, the the, the team. So, um, obviously, Ashton, having played many games in the NRL, played a f- obviously a few seasons with different Super League teams. When you found out he was going to be part of the team as well, both more or less from the same area, him from Gerringong, you from Dapto. What did what did it, you know? How did you react to that when you found out that news that Ashton was going to the club? Yeah, it was good. You know, he, I love, I love Bash. He's um. Just a good fellow, you know. He good, is, yeah. Good to have around the, good to have around the team, and just brings a good energy to the place. And um, you know, I really enjoyed my time playing alongside him. He's, you know, as you say, he's done it. He's done a, done it all basically in in rugby league. And um, you know, just to sort of, you know, rub shoulders with him week to week, and 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 learn off him, and you know, learn about what he, you know, how he goes about his business. He just, you know, he's just a, a real genuine bloke, and um, you know, I can't speak highly enough of him. No, he is a he is a top bloke. I had the honour of interviewing him uh, back end of 2019, just after he'd retired from Toronto. And speaking oh, of Toronto, yeah. and you were as part of the Toronto beginnings, so you were there when they were in you know League One and got up to the championship. What was it like when you guys got that promotion win to the Super League for you personally? It was it was pretty big because. The year before, we come up short against London. Mm. Now, we got beat in a game 4-2 where there wasn't a try scored. And it was just a, it was probably one of the weirdest games I've ever been involved in. We had tries disallowed. We had, you know, guys get held up over the line. And it was just, it was just like... It, it was, was both teams wanted it that hard. Yeah. And it was, it was a great game, you know, both teams defensively. And just, just to sort of lose like that, it was, it was pretty tough to take. And, um... Obviously, you know, everyone expected us to just go straight up and um, it was probably a bit of a reality check for us and made us realise, all right, well, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as easy as we thought it was. So that 20, I think, what, what year was it now? It was 20, 2019. Yeah, 20, yeah, 2019, because obviously you guys got, got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that year we had Brian McDermott come in and take over as head coach. And yep. um, I just think, he like we, we 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 all knew because the core group of us were there the year before we we knew what we had to do and we knew what it took and um i think going into those like into that that grand final it was um there was no doubt like in my mind that we were going to lose like that it just it didn't cross my mind at all and um even still like first half it was still a pretty close game and it was like oh here we go it's deja vu but <laughs> You know, we ended up um, getting over top of them in the second half, and it was it was probably my, my my proudest moment on a footy field because the whole thing for me going over, I was like, I want to, um, like, I want to get from the bottom to the top with that yeah. team. And yep. I remember when I when I signed a new deal with them, I remember saying to Brian uh, Brian Noble, who was um, like the director of rugby at the time, I said to him, I want to be the guy that takes you from the bottom to the top, and you were part of that um, you know, for I'm, sure. Yeah, and um, like I'm grateful for that, and it, um, you know, it was, it was just it was just a proud moment all around to to be able to do that with those boys that, and a lot of them were there from day one with me as well. So it was a pretty cool feeling. 
that would have been an amazing feeling to have you know as you said a, a lot of like 90% of the same team slash squad come through from the league one bottom of the ladder <laughs> beautiful dog and then all, all the way and then all the way up to promotion into the Super League and unfortunately I I will I do have to bring it up because podcast chinwags um that you guys copped the raw end of the deal last year with COVID um and in my opinion, very, very wrong. Um, you know, when the Super League were announcing, you know, first of all, you guys were exited, more or less, um, and we're going to bring in another club. It's like, in my opinion, if you're going to exit a club, don't be bringing in another club. Bring If you're going to yeah. exit it, keep that bloody club, in my opinion. What was it like from a player of that team who had worked so hard and, and everything in between? Um, yeah, to, to be honest, last year was just a, it was a weird year. Um, mm. There was like we didn't get paid for, we still haven't been paid from Toronto. Like so, it, it's been an ongoing thing, and um, it was just frustrating because like a lot of people were in that position as well. Like you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was it was tough financially. You're like dipping into your savings and stuff like that. But um, you know, I'm I'm great. I'm grateful for the experiences and the lessons I've learned through that experience. Um, it was, and it's, yeah, it, like you said, it's just, it's disappointing to see it end like that because there was so much potential and I honestly believe it was going in the right direction. It was, um, it was. Well, from, from yeah. what I could see from a fan standpoint, yeah. And I just, I don't know, like, I, like I don't, I don't, I'm not a logistics person. Like I don't, I don't run anything like that. So I, I don't know. But it just, it, it had so much potential to be, you know, as big as like anything really. And it was, it was growing the game. Like that there was, was a massive fan base as well. That they didn't realize like there's junior, there was junior footy clubs getting started up yep. off the back of it, you know. And I think they're still around today. And it's, it's just a shame now that there's no, there's no rugby league there for those fans because. They took to the game and, you know, a lot of the people we seen on the very first home game that first year were still there on that grand final when we got promoted. Like, it it, it grew and, um, you know, everyone was real passionate about it too. And it was just, yeah, I was, I was just more disappointed than anything because it, I just think it's, it's a missed opportunity for rugby league. Oh, it definitely is, and I hardcore believe that. Um, you know, because if the Super League is going to expand, but that's the thing, they always keep changing their bloody minds whether they want to expand or whether they want to invest in clubs they've already got. And in my opinion, that's what's holding them back from being as big, you know, and as top-notch as the NRL is. They keep bloody backing back and forth, back and forth. Um, but enough of that topic. Um you obviously, as I said, started this season with Lee. Um, how did that come yeah. about, getting signed to Lee for, th- for this season? Um, yeah, so last year I was kind of all up in the air with what I was going to do with with um, like Toronto and, and stuff like that. And um, the the coach from Lee, John Duffy, he, he rang me and um, you know we had a pretty good chat. And then I kind of bounced um, bounced it off a few people I knew. And one of my good mates who was at he's at Lee now with me, but he was at Hull KR last year, and I played with him at Toronto, Ryan Briley. I um, I knew he'd been at the club before and. I just kind of got his opinion on it and he said, you know, it's a great place, um, stuff like that. And I just, just speaking with Darcy, he's like, he's a former half, like he, you know, just everything, everything seemed right. And, and then like a few boys that I knew there, like they were reaching out to me going, oh, do you think you'll come over? And 
it just got to a point with everything that was going on with Toronto. I had to make a call and I had to make a call for me and my family. And mm. I just went, you know what? I can't keep living in limbo because at this yeah. point, we didn't know if they were going to be in Super League, like Toronto was going to be in Super League or not. Uh, so I just said, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll um, and I hit, I got, I got a release from, because I was meant to be contracted with Toronto this year. Yeah. Um, I, I got a release from that, that, and, and, and jumped over and signed with Lee for this year. But I signed with Lee just in the hope of probably help, trying to help him get promoted to, to Super League. And then, yep. obviously, with Toronto not being allowed back in, we ended up taking that spot. So it kind of come full circle for me. Which, yeah. Um, you know, is, is, a, is a pretty cool feeling. I'll get an, an opportunity now to showcase what I'm about this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and that's honestly great because I, as I said earlier, we, I myself and my friend did watch all of the Super League games, and I was just captivated not just by your mullet first of all, but also the game in general. It was great. I'm like, who's this explosive number six? You know, five eighth or scrum half, whatever it's called over in the Super League. Um, and yeah, my mate goes, oh, that's Blake Wallace, and I'm like, well, I'll be sure to take note. Um, and. As, as we just mentioned, you know, the move f- with clubs. How did you and, and your wife and all that handle the physical move from Canada to England? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. I had to carry about seven of her bags. So that, was, <laughs> that wasn't that was ideal. But, uh, one, nah, so, one trip is all it takes. It's only one trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, it, was, um, it wasn't too bad. The club helped me out with everything. Like, they were really good. Um, and basically it was just waiting on the visa situation to get approved and uh that way we could you know get over here so i ended up i tore me peck um in the gym while i was still training while i was over there towards the back end of last year so i had surgery on that while i was in canada um but then visas got approved and managed to um to just get over to the uk i think early december i come over so i've been here ever since and um it was it was pretty easy for me like i've like i had a, a suitcase basically like i was i had some stuff here already but you know it was more me missus just sort of tying up you know loose ends for her like selling yeah, a car sure. and stuff like that and basically her packing her whole life up into you know some bags and and coming over with me so um you know we're just we're just glad to be settled in you know one place now and you know just hopefully have a good year and then see what happens yeah, for sure. Um, what's the funniest sledge you've heard on field, whether it's been directed at you or one just you've heard while running past someone? <laughs> um, to be honest, I got, I got I got sledged by a fan. Uh, oh, wow. Back in, in, in 20, 2019. So we're playing Featherston away and um, I had the duty of kicking goals that day. And <laughs> oh, that's never fun with fans. Every try... <laughs> Every, every try we scored, we um, we we just ended up scoring on the sideline, and I didn't have a real good day with the boot. I think I kicked one goal, and it was right on full time, and we um we just won, and I was lining up the kick for goal, and I was just walking back with the tee, and I'm looking in, I was right on the fence, and there was like you know grandparents with their kids, and they're like just into me, like saying some stuff that I shouldn't say on camera, but. It was like an eye opener. I was like, "Wow, you, this is unbelievable!" Like you get you get banned for 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 life in Australia if you got caught saying some of the stuff they were saying. Wow, but, you know they're just they're they're just passionate fans, and yeah. I um you know I got I got a laugh out of it, and 
they were just they were just giving it to me, and I ended up missing the goal as well. So I copped it even more. But oh, you it, definitely um, would have. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. Like I, I can handle that. I don't. I, I love you know the fans you know chirping up and and getting Larry and stuff like that. So it, it's a bit of a laugh. But I don't know. I, I haven't had really too many people sledge me over here, which is not a bad thing, I guess. But um, like I have heard, I have heard some good ones, and like just you know guys saying like. Oh, you know, you know what? You are. He goes. I'm hor- one of my mates. He goes. I am horrendous, but you are shit. Seriously, <laughs> and just like it's just oh, like that's just a classic. Like that. and yeah, just just little ones like that. It, it's it's all good. It's all good part of it, I guess. And um, you know, I, I, when I was younger, I was a bit of a pest, and I used to <laughs> say a few things. But when I started playing against men and realizing, right, you got to pick your battles here, so. I've kind of, I've kind of not really. I don't really say too much unless someone comes at me first. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And who would you say is the, um, whether it's individual or team in particular in the Super League, the toughest opponent or opponents that you've gone up against so far? Um, I don't know. Like playing Tommy Lulai for Wigan, the mm. halfback. He, um, man, he just bangs you. Like we play. I played him last year and. Um, he, he banged me and then I played him on Friday night and he jammed me again. I was just like, you know, he's just a real consistent performer week in, week out. And you know, he's played a heap of games and just, you know, as a half, like to see him defend the way he does, you, like that's that's someone you try and you look up to because he, he bends his back and he puts, you know, bigger boys on his, on their ass. So um, I'm, I'm a big fan of how he plays and how he goes about his business for sure. That's that's fair enough. Who was your idol or your rugby league idol or hero growing up? Yeah, Brent Sherwin was probably someone that I that like in the front yard. I'd be kicking the ball, trying to kick like him and and stuff like that. Brad Fittler was probably another one that I looked up to. Just his left foot step, like that's something that like like that's part of my game. And I just you know I love watching love watching him play back in the day and and stuff like that. But I don't know. I didn't really like even like my old man. I you know I wanted always wanted to be better than him, and you know, he played reserve grade for the Steelers back in the day, and then so he he been around rugby league a long time and and knew the game. So a lot of um what I was doing growing up was you know to try and better him and make him proud and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Honestly, that's really awesome. And so far in your um, career, even spanning, you know, Capras and Cutters, which coach has had the biggest impact on you as a player and as a person? Oh, getting getting real deep here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I was at the Capras and things weren't going real well, like uh, 2014 season particularly, I got – I got dropped after round one and um, there wasn't really a reason behind it. The coach was just, he just said, I want to give a younger fellow a go. And I think at the time I was 21 or 22. So I didn't know how, didn't know how young you want to get, but yeah. I just said, you know, and, he, and then he goes, I just want you to go back to local league and, and learn. And I just said, you know what? Right. And I kind of just stood up for myself. Oh, Mrs. <laughs> coming down. Um, and so I went back and played for the Yapoon Seagulls in the local league yep. comp and they had a coach called Jason Green at the time and my, my confidence was probably a little bit all over the place and like I'd heard he had a bit of a reputation of being hard on his boys and, and stuff like that and he just, I don't know what it was about him but he just knew how to get 
the best out of like me and he knew how to get the best out of the boys and he challenged me like you know we do something at training and he'd let it go and then he'd come back and he'd go why did you do that and I'd explain and he'd go well what about this and he just I don't know there was just something about him that really like I really responded to and I ended up just ended up in the end I told the cappers no I'm not coming back like you know I'm I'm just not coming back is I'm I'm happy here stuff is yeah I'm I'm you know I was I was enjoying my footy again and um I spent the year playing under him and we ended up winning just the local league grand final and had a had a pretty good pretty good game and that still speaks volumes, that even, even though it's local. That speaks volumes of that coach that he could get that out of you that Capra's that that one season couldn't. Yeah, well, he and he'd been around like he was he was good mates with Brian Smith, and yep. uh, you know he'd, he'd been a, he'd been around the game, and um, you know we had a had a real good year, and I ended up on the back of that getting a phone call to go back to um, like the Illawarra Cutters yeah, to come Cutters, home. Yeah. Uh, and I just went, yeah, you know what? And he, I don't know, like I, I, that year, just I, I wasn't keen on footy. Like I was a point where I was like, do I even want to keep playing? And um, he kind of reignited <laughs> that love. Yeah, and he, he reignited that love for me in the game. And um, he just supported me. And, um, you know, I had a real good year with those boys. Like uh, I just had a, had a lot of fun together. And, you know, that, that probably put me on the, like the path that I'm on now because you know, I went home and kicked on with the cutters and then got the opportunity to, to come over here and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and honestly, that's it's, I'm speechless basically because that's amazing to hear that, you know, someone that, um, you know, at local league level, like it's not Q-Carp, it's like really reignited that love of rugby league for you. Um because you, yeah. you, you don't hear that. You know, obviously you hear, you know, obviously a coach, a man manager, whether it's Q-Cup or whatever, but someone local league like Yipun, that's that's amazing to hear. Um, yeah, I really don't know where yeah, to go we, from there. To be honest, I, I, I still, like to this day, and it's just something I've, I've, ever since that grand final, I've just always done it. I carry my shorts and my socks from that grand final in my kit bag before like every game, like they're in there, like they're, they're in my kit bag now, like, yeah, so like they'll be in your kit bag the next game you go to, you know. But obviously, yeah, I wear them. But yeah, like, no, I won't wear them. But they just they're just in there, and I just leave them in my ba- that bag, and like you know, that'd be maybe play, like, like I, it'd be to humble you, maybe you know, like a never forget sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and just like I don't know, like whether it's just I don't know whether I think it's a good luck charm or <laughs> or, or what it is, but I just go with it, man. And yeah, they just they they follow me around everywhere. So that's that's something that I always make sure is packed first. That's fair enough. And speaking of you know good luck charms or you know weird pregame routines or rituals, who at Lee that you've noticed, and who when you're at um, Toronto had the weirdest or you know most out there pregame ritual or routine? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been at Lee long enough now to, to sort of pick up on any, but mm-hmm. Ashton Sims used to um, used to brush his teeth and he used to like near make himself throw up. And, <laughs> but this was like, like right before, like right before we kind of went out and like that always found that weird for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why, but. Like he'd brush um, them to the point where they'd be like pearly white sort of style. Oh, hundred percent. I'm like, Bash, are you all right? And he's just like gagging. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, brushing your teeth. 
But um, I don't know. Not like yeah, I don't know. Like I've got, I've got some weird things that I do, but like. Well, what do you, know, you do? I just so I have to shave my legs uh, before every game. Okay. I just like as every, in shave them skin bald or like trim them. Yeah, to the skin. It's I don't know. I just have to do it. That's just something I've done. Again, do you do to, that in the sheds, or do you do that at home before you you go to the stadium? No, I do it. I do. I do it. I do it at home. So I do that. Um, I like like before before I put my headphones away. I have to listen to the same song every week. What song is it? Before I put my phone. Um, X Gone Give It To You by DMX. Yep. I've listened to it like since I was like probably seventeen, and it's just something that I always, like. I just always listen to that song last for some reason. Do you have a pre-game day meal? Just, yeah, so spaghetti bolognese the night before. Yeah. Has, like, doesn't have to be like I no, but like, carbs freak though. Out if it wasn't, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a big sort of carby feed. But yeah, I don't know. Like some boys, some boys have to be last out of the the sheds. Like they they like running onto the field there. Like they've got to be the last one. So I'm yet to be in a team where two people. Want to be last? Wouldn't that I, be? I don't know how that is. Oh, that I don't would know be. How that is I reckon it might rattle them. To be honest, like game day, mm. like that. One of them will have to take the. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it'd have to be the, the senior player if they, if one boy's older. Maybe they yeah. Have to let the senior player. I respect the like, seniority. I yeah. Uh, hopefully, I get to see something like that. That'd be, oh. that'd be pretty funny to see. From from what I've been told, um, David Clemmer has to be the last one off the bus when they get to the stadium, and some of the players from time to time try to fuck with him, and he just goes off sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. I love that. <laughs> love stuff like that. I know. I know. There's. I watched the clip a couple of months ago of this um, hockey player who plays for the New York Rangers, mm-hmm. and he has to be the last person off the ice. And he was there waiting because one of the um, Boston players, he was, he, I think he must have known. And he's a big yeah. shitster from what I've gathered. <laughs> yep. And he just stood. So they're literally standing a meter away from each other, like with their arms folded, leaning up against the board, <laughs> having a drink of water, going, like, I'm not, you're not going to be the last one off this ice. And like, <laughs> they've got to go in and get, like, do their pregame speeches and then get back on it, like, and play. I just, I was cracking up at that. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, honestly, that's so funny. Um, obviously, with COVID and all those sort of protocols over in the UK, you guys are currently doing like a bubble type thing in the sense of you play at once, every team plays at one stadium each week. Last week, it was Emerald Headingley. This week, it's totally wicked. Um, what are your thoughts on A, that type of system and B, playing a totally wicked this round coming up? Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. Like, it's cool that, you know, there's games on before you and stuff as well. So um, last week, I think we had St. Helens and Salford before. So you got to watch a bit of that game. And um, it's kind of nice to watch a bit of footy before you actually get in and, and start getting ready because, you know, I've not really had, I've not had that since I left home. So um, it's always good to just sort of keep an eye on the games and see, you know, who plays well and stuff like that. But um, I'm not too sure how long it's going to be like this for. Like, I don't know how long the games that, alternate grounds and stuff are going to be, but um, I'm really just looking forward to getting back in front of our home fans. I've, um, I've played at Lee before and the yep. fans are, they're very, very passionate and they love their footy. And um, like, I'm, I'm just looking forward to being on that side of the fans for once and, and being on the, the good side. And 
Um, just seeing how passionate they are, I, I, I really can't wait for the first time I run out there. And you know, there's a there's a pack north stand. That'd be that'd be something special. Oh, definitely. Um, and obviously, speaking of this round coming up, you're going up against Warrington, who are coming off a loss. Um, and obviously, you guys are coming off a loss as well. Obviously, both teams will be hungry for the win and to get that those two points. Um, how are you guys, as I said, prepping for this week? I mentioned that earlier, but how are you prepping pers- like you personally to take on Warrington? Um, yeah, so there's a few things. Like I, I thought my game was off last week. I wasn't um, real happy with how I performed and um, I've definitely got a lot a lot better footy in me and, um, you know, I've, I've taken note of, of the areas that I think I need to fix up and um, I've made sure I've worked on them this week and, um, you know, we've had a good week training and um, I'm pretty positive that going into this game, um, it's going to be a better performance from, from myself. But I just think, you know, we're, we're as a team, we're looking to back up what we did, um, you know, a lot of it. A you did a lot of good things probably. round one, yeah, but you just weren't, as you said, yeah. able to hold on to that lead. Yeah, so we, we're looking to come out again and, and play some good footy and, and just sort of compete. We, we, like, we don't want to be a team that you know, has, a, has a game and then you know, is off for another, you know, another couple because a lot of people are writing us off and saying that's how it's going to be, but nah, um, I don't we want to back so. it up. and No, nah, we, we want to back it up and... You know, we've got a good bunch of boys there that, that want to play for each other. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be ready to go come Friday, Arvo, to, to rip in and, and get stuck in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and honestly, that's that's really good to hear. Really positive signs out of Lee. Um, and oh, I was going to say something just then, and it's gone out of my head. Um, that's right. Um, obviously, we've mentioned your heroes, you know, like your idols, Freddie Fittler, Brent Sherwin. What would what would be your favourite memory of watching rugby league as a kid? Um, so I've, I've probably got two. So mm-hmm. I used to run the sand out for my old man to kick goals. This is who I would have been, five, probably four or five around that yeah. age. Um, Dapto Showground, I used to run it out to him and give him the sand and I used to love doing that. I used to love just being ball boy, like being around footy. But I remember a game, Dragons played at Wynn Stadium. I can't tell you who they played, but Nathan Blacklock scored a try in the southern end under the sticks and he did this front flip into like a like cartwheel and then a back flip. And I remember being like right there in front of him when I, when I did it. And when he did it and he just like to me it's just always stuck with me and i've just like it was just always like a really like i don't know it's just a real cool thing because at a time like it was just you know i was there with a couple of my mates and just to to see that like in front of me i was like wow like this is this is pretty cool you know like it, yeah it was probably you know it was probably because i used to go to all the dragons games as a kid because you got a you used to get a pass to go onto the hill for playing junior footy so we used to sneak under the we used to go under the hill, but then like sneak into the stand and yep. like because there was a in the fence there was a bit of a cutout and you could get into the southern grandstand and, and sit on the seats and stuff like that. So it was it was good. I used to always love going to Win Stadium and watching the footy. No, nah, that's awesome. Um, honestly, I can't really think of anything else other than two topics. Um, so first of all, we'll start off with: Do you have any advice for any youngsters who, you know, like yourself, you remember being a kid watching the footy? You know, any advice to kids that would love to play in the big leagues one day? Yeah, um, just a big thing like 
that I kind of learned is don't get disheartened if you don't make a rep team at a young age. Like I didn't make like any junior reps, no how Matthews, anything like that. And I'd like I've seen guys that had done that that kind of fell off the wagon so, as they got older because they weren't making teams. It's like that's not the be all and end all. Everyone matures as a as a rugby league player at a different point. And if you've got a goal and you and you strongly believe in it then chase it. Um, for me, I just wanted to play professionally. I didn't care where it was. and Or how um, you got there, just as long as you got there. Or how I got there. I just, as long as I got there. And, you know, I was, I was, when did, I think I, when did I come over here? I was like 24. Like I was 24 years old. I made my professional debut. Didn't make my Super League debut till last year. Like I'm, I'm 28 now. Like it's, it's not just because you don't make NRL at the age of 20 doesn't mean you can't go on and do something elsewhere or, or do something later. Just just stick at it, work hard, and you'll get the rewards from it. So do you have any, um, you know, words for the fans of Lee for the 2021 season? Yeah, we're, um, you know, I'm just excited to meet you all and, and getting out to LSV and, and playing in front of you. Um, you know, we appreciate your support and we know that um, you'll be there by our side the rest of the year. So we're just looking forward to making you guys proud and, um, you know, we just appreciate all the support and we can't wait to see you back in the stadium. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, I've got to ask, can you give us a little bit of a flourish of the mullet? Oh, <laughs> that's it. That is, oh, I love it. The old oh. Tennessee waterfall. <laughs> 